All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Bonus podcast, we're filming, that's how you know it's a bonus podcast. <laughs> Unless you're listening to the audio version, then you have no idea yeah. we're filming. Hey. Hi, Barrett. Hey, how are you, sir? I am well. Uh, how are you? I know I can't complain, and if I did, Good. it would change so little. Yes. it's. Uh, we are recording on Juneteenth, Friday uh, the 19th, a, a holiday that everybody... Just discovered, thanks to Donald Trump. Did you hear that? <laughs> no. What happened? Well, I mean, you know the whole story, right? He had a big rally set for today, but then there were complaints because it's not only Juneteenth, but it was set in Tulsa, the site of the massacre. We discussed yeah. the massacre in passing a while yeah. ago. Um, so he pushed it to tomorrow. But then yesterday or today, this morning, he said nobody had even heard of Juneteenth until uh, I until I made it famous, something like that, that... that by putting his rally on Juneteenth is the only reason people have ever heard of it. So, so he's taking credit for it. So awesome. you're welcome, African Americans. <laughs> you are welcome. Yet again, we have something to thank Trump for. Yes, but uh, I don't want to talk about that. I uh, we talked earlier today for half a second, uh, saying, "Hey, what should we talk about tonight?" And uh, we agreed. That cancel culture would be an interesting thing to talk about, did we not? We did. We did. All right. So, well, well that being the... Yeah. Go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say, why don't you start? Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about it because I have uh, someone on my friends list um, who shared something from someone on his friends list. So it was a screenshot of a status update. And the full story, just to tell it, is... He said he contacted the person and said, hey, can I share your status update? And this woman was excited. She's like, yes, share. Let's get it out there. And he's like, okay, because you're a pretty vile person. And the fact that you're posting this, I need to show the world what we're trying to fight as far as racism goes. Okay. So she unfriended him. And then he posted the screenshot of her status. <laughs> and her status was uh, one of those horrible white people arguments that there is a difference between black people and, say it for me... Niggers. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we can talk about that later, too, because I'd like to talk about that. So the status was that argument, which we've all heard that there is a supposed difference. And when I saw it, so the cancel culture, when I saw it, I wanted to share it. I'm like, wow, this woman is stupid and horrible and good for him for sharing it that was my first response then i noticed and this is where it gets dicey so we can talk this all through i noticed her status was friends only she hadn't made it public so the only reason he could see it is because he was on her friends list and it gets in like i don't know where to go from here I don't want to protect people like this. I think they should be outed. That's why I like it when someone flies the Confederate flag. It's like, oh, yes, now I know everything about you. You've got that symbol hanging up of, of who you are. But at the same time, I think about uh, Central Park Karen and her run-in with the bird watcher. And even he said he's done interviews since that happened and said, I don't think she deserves to have her life destroyed. She did something horrible. She should be punished for that horrible action. She, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe pay a fine for calling the police when there's a, a non-emergency. But he said, as far as losing her job and losing her dog and being publicly shamed, what does that solve? And do we forgive? And that's the question I ask, is because people can grow and change, but I don't know if cancel culture allows that. I don't know if... if once someone has changed or said, wow, I mean, there, there are two ways of going about things. Sometimes people just, the first thing they do is they issue an apology statement. And to me, that's somewhat disingenuous. They say, wow, this was a learning experience for me. It's like, no, you don't learn much within an hour. You're just trying to cover your ass and you want it all to go away. But when someone actually puts in the time and effort, I think by then the mob has forgotten and moving on. So while I see this status update, and my first thought is, yeah, get her name out there. Fuck her. She's a horrible person. Racist piece of shit. I also don't want to 
do things off my baser instincts. My, my gut response, or not my gut response, you listen to your gut, but my, my first ego anger response, I don't want to be beholden to that. I don't want to be beholden to anger. But then, <laughs> it because thoughts get up here, am I just covering for white people? Am I like protecting racists? I don't know. So that's where my head is at. I ultimately did not share it, but where... Do you, you jump off from that point and tell me your thoughts there while I turn the air conditioning off so it doesn't make noise behind me and get picked up by the recording. Nice shot, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, Thanks. I think it's an interesting proposition. I, I, I think that... One of the things that has changed, I want to tell a story to tell a story. I think the difference between when when you and I were kids and now, things are actually better, right? Like, there's less black men in jail, more, uh, more black men going to college, black women are going to college at a crazy rate. Uh, owning businesses, you know what I mean? Like, things are better in many ways, right? But one of the things that's changed, I think, or has gotten significantly worse, is the division between what we consider good and what we consider bad. Because I think that at some point, Democrats and Republicans could be friends, you know? Like, you could have Republican friends, and be a Democrat, and even argue about politics, and nobody cared. It, it wasn't that it didn't divide friendships. It didn't even divide. There's plenty of marriages where people who were Democrats and married to Republicans would fight about politics all the time, and raise perfectly healthy children. Right? Like, it was. We thought that good and bad were things that were relative, and people could be good and bad simultaneously. And somehow, over the last 25 years. We've gotten to a point where it's not good and bad, it's good and evil, you know? Yeah. And evil is irredeemable somehow. And so I think that the part of us that wants to believe people are irredeemable would say, fuck her. She can't change. It's impossible for her to change. She's who she is, and that's it. So we just need to let everybody know how much of a piece of shit she is, right? But if we believe people can be redeemed, then maybe what we do is try to have a conversation with her. If this guy was on her friends list, obviously they know each other. You yeah. know what I mean? When she when he reached out to her, she thought that they were like simpatico. You know what I mean? She thought he was gonna like share it in a good way. Right? Well, and that's why it was <laughs> interesting know? that her status was friends only. Like I have two thoughts. One, she obviously knew this was not for public consumption. As much as she may believe it, there's <laughs> something in her that goes, eh, I shouldn't make this public because she yeah, knows what, she's what outvoted. She's, what she says is, they're just not going to understand it the way I mean right. it. So I'm going to, that's how she rationalizes it. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know her. I'm, there there I'm are many ways to rationalize. We could go on many. Exactly. And then my other thought is, but. it goes to what I was saying earlier is, like you said, having a conversation, is she irredeemable? How do we re redeem someone like that? What can you redeem someone after you've canceled them? As like once you shame them and beat them down and they lose their job and, you, and they're embarrassed, does that make them want to be redeemed or does that make them just want everything to end? I'll say whatever you want and then in private they're like, God, fuck all those people. Like you can be bitter and have a chip on your shoulder because yeah. of what happened. I mean, again, I suppose it, it depends on what we think about people, right? Because cause that woman, Amy Cooper, she could have actually had a legitimate awakening from that experience, right? Like, yeah. she could have gone like, holy shit. I do have a certain amount of privilege where my comfort... I think is more important than maybe I it is in real life. You know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know. But like she could have just had an awakening that like, oh right, I have I have biases that I'm unaware of. 
you know, maybe I need to examine the ways in which I make assumptions, you know, whatever it is, like she could have had a profound awakening or she could have just been pissed off. You know what I mean? The thing is that if you take away a person's livelihood because of a mistake, Jesus, man, like, could you imagine how few, like, oh my God, the things that, that, that if in your life, if somebody could film, I bet there was a day, a 24-hour period, in which if somebody filmed you, and then from 20 years ago, and then they could destroy your life with it. Do you know oh, what I, mean? I, I think <laughs> like, there are things out there that could destroy me <laughs> that I've done publicly yeah, and are things I've done on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not just, I mean, again, if you when you and I did stupid shit when we were younger, it, it disappeared. Yeah. The people that get canceled today, they go for a job interview. It's Googled. You Google a name, and it's like, oh, here's uh, Cooper, and this is what she did. And like, eh, I don't, you know, we're not hiring today, or the position's been, I mean, this can um, stay with you. Here's the thing. And it, it's funny because it, it ties into oh. so many things. Mm-hmm. Could I, I apologize. Could I interrupt quickly? Yeah. I did see one article, and once, once something like this happens, there are, way too many stories coming at you to fully lock onto one. I did read one about her where uh, a lot of people were saying she was not a fun person. Like she would yell at people. She'd yell at the doorman or she was very combative. So that could be her nature. And maybe this could be an awakening for her. But then again, that could just be other bitter people saying, yeah, I I didn't like her. And, you know, so yeah, maybe she needed just anger management. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine that if you put, if you take away someone's livelihood and their dog, that would make me bitter. That would that my that might that might either give me a profound awakening, like you know, come to Jesus for real moment, like right. you know, change your whole life type thing. Or you could also go the other way, you know, <laughs> like you could, yeah. You know, like it, it, it is really one of those like crossroads in someone's life that like those kinds of decisions that you make have a profound impact on the rest of your life probably, but. Well, and I do. This just popped into my head, so forgive me for not really knowing where I'm going with it. When it comes to canceling, I think there are different um, cancel culture. There, there are different avenues. There are different people. There. Uh, this is a random woman on a guy's friends list who happens to be a piece of shit, or at least I'm judging her as one because of one status. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris D'Elia, a comedian, did you hear about what happened to him over the past couple of days? Mm-mm. Okay, he's a comedian, and he's uh, on Twitter getting canceled. He's He's been on some TV shows. He's, he's popular. Turn that fucking thing off uh, 20 minutes ago, and it's deciding to fire up and... It's probably getting picked up on this audio. Anyway, he apparently um, just likes to get laid, and which could be okay, but apparently he would text girls that are 15 and 16, and he's 30, 32, 35, you know. And so over the past couple of days, suddenly all these women came forward and said, yeah, when I was 16, I have screenshots, I have texts from him. I think there are two different cancel cultures, like a, a, a innocent woman in Quincy, Illinois, which is where this was, who's a nobody getting canceled just because she happens to be from that status, a piece of shit versus a comedian touring and trying to fuck 16 year olds. Like there are certain things that can be brought to light. If that makes sense. I, yeah, I think that exposing a guy who is banging high school kids, I think that's pretty reasonable. I think we could all agree. I think that that's not a, you know, that, what are they, what's a, that's a bipartisan issue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and then you take it to Louis C.K., who, well, I don't even want to go down that path because I had a thought, then I'll dismiss it. <laughs> I was going to say he got in trouble. I, I, I misremembered something. I was going to say what he did was inappropriate and wrong as well, but he was more like his peers, like, hey, can I jerk off in front of you? Some of the comedian, female comedians said they laughed it off like, no. Sarah Silverman said, sure. Uh, but then I, she did, she came forward and said, I've watched him jerk off. It's just funny. Um, but then the problem was there were women without power who then his manager came down and said, you fucking tell anybody and you're over in this town. That's 
work out out of hand. Yeah, that, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. again, it's it's an abuse of power. You know, right? That's what it is, plain and simple. I mean, you, you know, <clears throat> I don't remember who said this. I want to say it was Audrey Lord, but I, I I'm not sure that you can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. And what I think people are starting to see is the very same policies that the cancel culture is using are the very same things that minorities have been complaining about since there have been minorities, you know? Like the cop in Burger King who was, uh, or McDonald's, who, did you see this thing? She was crying. It turns out she's not a cop. The police okay. force issued a statement saying, uh, she might be a mall security guard because that's not one of us. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Right. My egg McMuffin <laughs> is cold and I don't want to eat it, or whatever it was. <laughs> that one? But, yeah. <laughs> you sound so mean when you say it like that. I'm a mean person. You know but, this about me. But, but oh, I we mean, forgot to introduce ourselves. That's that, uh, Anthar Goodwin, uh, African American musician. I'm Nathan yeah. Timmel, cracker ass hunky. So, <laughs> um, anybody still listening, wondering why the fuck we, who we are? And, right. Anyway, but what was what's interesting to me is that like every black person I know has gone into restaurants and had a a mean had mean wait staff or mean whatever, and had yeah. to wonder if something happened to their food. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a, it's such a common thought that it's unbelievable, you know, because the kind of like I hate to use these like oh God modern PC terms microaggressions, right? I hate that term. <laughs> I know we're old. We hate uh, things like that, but it's I all mean, the rage. Kids I mean, are using them. I mean, I understand what it means, but. It, it 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 kind of it denies it again it, it 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 somehow assumes that it's conscious you know like if you define racism to be something that is personal and conscious and has intent and it has to have those three things you know then it you would interpret that as a microaggression but when I get those things, what they would do, deem a microaggression, I understand it's just the person's training. Like, they just don't know. Like, literally. Right? Like... More unconscious bias right, than aggression. It's a, right. Exactly. It, it's, it's the same mechanism that has trained me to feel a certain way about myself, has trained you to feel a certain way about yourself. Right? And that's just how it is. Right? But... That that doesn't mean that's not a judgment, you know, like it's not a judgment in any way, shape, or form. I'll say we're getting sidetracked for a minute because I do want to get back to the master's house, master's tool thing. But like, I think that what I think that when when people talk about uh, all this stuff, white supremacy, racism, sexism, whatever, right? Oh, funny. Ah, here another little story. This is a good one, too, right? We're all about digression. I know. Exactly. But, um, so, I'd call, I had something racist that happened to me one day, right? One of those things that, that a black person would perceive to be racist, right? Like, I was like, oh, was I racist? Like, hmm, I think so, you know? And I was talking to a white friend about it, and the minute it came out, there was immediately, like, that wasn't racist. No, that wasn't. There was just immediate explanation. I didn't know what I was talking about. And not everything is racist, and it could have been a thousand other things, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. And what happens in those moments is my version of reality is now just denied, right? It's like your reality is no longer real. It's what I say it is, right? <laughs> That's what happens in those moments, right? I, oh, I, I, I Remind me to hold on to a thought of two friends. And yes. Hopefully we'll get to it, and if we don't, who cares? But <laughs> So... So this friend and I, I quickly exited that phone call, and a few minutes later, one of my female friends called me, and she told me something sexist had happened to her. And I was like, nah, you know what you're talking about. Wait, listen, that's not it. And 
I immediately did the same thing to her that had just happened to me. And at that moment, I went, ah, I'm fucking sexist. Right. Right. Okay, got it. And then, and it's like, and we know that we are, right? Like, I know that I am because I know that when I walk into a room and I see a female bass player and she's crushing it, I'm like, there's a part of me that goes, you know? And then I go, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, I have to tell myself to be to stop it. And then I look at her and I go, god damn, she's good. You know? But it takes me, like, I have to get past that part of me that is, like, angry. You know? Like, and you, we... What, and, most Where do you men think that anger comes that. from? I, I, because I've grown up watching television and have seen images of women being subservient to men and people saying things like, oh, you got beat by a girl, you play like a girl, you do oh. this like a girl, right? Like, I think... So that, she shouldn't be better than you, or what right. is the thought? I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming whether, if, unless we believe that sexism and patriarchy are somehow a natural occurrence because men are just so much smarter and stronger than women, right? Which is, that's why, that's what, that's how, you know, that's like how it gets justified. Listen, I, I, I don't, I'm not sexist. I just think men are better at doing things than women are. Right. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, but like, but every man I know doesn't want to get beat by a woman. And if he does, he he makes up excuses for why she got there, how she got there. She must have slept away to the top. It must be because now they don't want men. They only want women. It's like we always have reasons for why they're successful. Same thing I hear black people say, I hear white people say it about black people. Oh, well, that's affirmative action. Well, how do you know? How do you know the person just isn't good at that? Because they're clearly doing their job really well right now. So how do you know that that's how they got it? You know? Like, and I'm not saying all white people do that because that's absurd, right? But, but you know, but I, I wish that I wish that white people would realize that when they see black people and they have that momentary, <gasps> that that's, that's okay. You're just taught that. You know what I mean? Like, like most white people don't know black people. They really don't. Most white people don't interact with black people. And the only well, Lydia, way... <laughs> my wife, um, this is funny and mean. She wanted <laughs> me to FaceTime you with my kids. So she's like, our kids, I mean, she knows that I know <laughs> black people, you know, like, uh, couple of friends at the gym and play, but but uh she's like you, you should facetime barrett so that her kids can see something different i'm like it's funny and absurd but at the same time right. i can see where she's coming from right because I, I live in iowa uh, right. and uh more right. people look like me than they look like you here well but here but here's the problem right you can raise your children to be as liberal as you want right but the only interaction with black people they're going to have is through the media. So what they're going to see is hyper-athleticism, right? Um, You're welcome. Right. <laughs> yeah, there That's you go. how we present you, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Like, they're going to see hyper-athleticism, anger, violence. You know what I mean? They're not going to actually see black people. They're going to consume these images. So even liberal white people who really I think like in our people, time, th yes, but I think... Times is a changing. I mean, this may be true. I don't watch. I mean, look. This is an example that I've I've heard several times, and 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 if you disagree with it, tell me. Um, if if you show something like you see an ad for a home security system, the criminals or for ring doorbell stealing packages, the criminals right. are all white males because right. they go through I, a cast I, and like we cannot put a black guy as a criminal because that would. Right. And you'd think if it was actual equality. There'd be a white guy and a black guy, or just you know, like okay, yeah. we got white, but no, it's white guys because they do. Whoever's making it ring does not want to get. Hey, wait, why are you using a black guy as an actor? It's like okay, just yeah, everybody's white. That's that's criminal right now. Yeah, I think that in 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 certain ways that has happened. I do think that there's. I think there's a lot of subtle stuff that goes on, you know, like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie, but like you know, just for the I'll, here's what I'll say to the audience, right? And you as well, right? For the next two weeks, when you're watching television, 
watch the roles that the black people have and watch who has the power and watch who tells who what to do and watch who makes more sacrifices for who, right? And then we'll talk about it in two weeks. Because... You can do that. Because when I watch TV, the subtle images I get is that while white people and black people can work together and be friends and be equals, when it comes down to it, black people should make sacrifices and be in subservient positions. But it always looks like niceness. So no one can ever say anything, right? Like, the white guy's working really hard, so his black friend stops by and brings him food, right? Well, that's actually really sweet, you know? That's a really cool thing to do. But it kind of always goes that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, Not always. The best movie ever made, groundbreaking Lethal Weapon, where Roger Murtaugh <laughs> had the family, the boat, yes, and, that's and true. Riggs was yes. the burnout. Yes, Riggs was the one true. that was looking at him like, yes. wow, you have all this. Yes, that's true. I'm not sure. I'm going to rewatch that movie because I still feel like... Oh, it's a, such a good it, movie. It is a good movie. And Eric Clapton and Sam Ward did the music for it. Yep. Which makes I didn't know that at first. It came on and I was like... I think it was actually in the Facebook days it came on. I was listening to it and I was like... And I think I posted... God damn, the music in Lethal Weapon is really good. And someone said, oh, that's, you know, Eric Clapton, the same world. I was like, holy shit, I just didn't know that. You know, all these years, I never knew that. That's some fascinating shit. Anyway. We are still talking about cancel culture in some way. We are, I know. Um, All right, so let's get back to that, because that's a much more interesting conversation. I think that when it comes to this, the problem is that you can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. And the master's tools have always been cancel culture, right? Like... Like, white supremacy made this shit up a um, hundred years ago, right? Like, it, it made up this idea that you could make something up that isn't true, and as long as everybody believed it and went along with it, you could use it to run a society, right? And you could reinforce your nonsensical beliefs with whatever you wanted to. You could make up science... Right? Oh, well, their skulls are shaped like this. That's why. You know what I mean? Like, you could make up science. Right. right? You could, and you could run the newspapers and tell the newspapers to print whatever the fuck you wanted about, well, they're, they're part ape, so that's why we do it. You know what I mean? Like, the newspapers were in it. The schools were in it. The history books were in it. The literature, everything was in on it. They made it up. Right? And now, the very, their very children are taking the same tools that they've been taught, well, then we'll make up our own shit. And we'll tell everybody that's what it is. Like, why don't we make up our own bullshit then, and will you live by our nonsensical rules? Do you know what I mean? Uh, are they making up bullshit, though? Because the examples I oh, see... you're going to get me my... canceled. What's up? <laughs> you're going to get me canceled. How me... so? Because, all right. I'm just saying, like, the, 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 the status I saw that, that, that wrapped this up, she was, she was dropping the N-bomb. In, in a pretty absurd way, not that there's not an absurd way. Uh, actually, there is, and that's I wanted to get into, but anyway. Or, as I said, with Chris D'Elia and trying to fuck little kids. And, uh, you know, there are... But think of the first one. Um, Justine Sacco. Do you remember her? She's the one that tweeted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. And by the time she got off the plane, she'd lost her job. Do you remember that? It's, it's like... Right, I do remember. <laughs> Again, that was a private tweet to like her 34 friends that were following her and someone screenshot it and sent it. And even the guy that put it on, I think, BuzzFeed later wrote an article saying he felt bad. Like my response, get that out there. He, he felt bad because, you know, it, the, the cancel culture. So they aren't making <laughs> things up, but sometimes they're going to absurd extremes um, comparing someone that wrote made a joke to a guy trying to fuck 16-year-old girls. I mean, it's it's I mean, just, there seems to be no differentiation. Yeah, Everything but, is a 10. There, there are no, there's no gradation between but but, I, mean, I don't approve and fuck that person. I mean, again, the, the minute when this country was designed, it was designed on those very same ideas and, and you know, one drop of black blood made you black. You know, literally, yeah. one drop made you black. So... 
that was it. You know what I mean? Didn't matter. You know, like if somebody found out, you could look like you, and if they found out, that was it. You were done. No matter, you know, didn't matter, right? And so, you know, they made up the rules. You know, they just don't like it when it gets turned around on on them, and and any little thing is grounds for your just for you being killed. I mean, listen, you know, they burned down whole towns. Because a white woman said a black guy whistled at her, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, killed dozens of black men because some white woman felt uncomfortable in a black man's presence when he was just living his life. They, you know, so it's like the idea of doing ridiculous things over re- for ridiculous things. It's not like the people doing it now. As much as I don't approve of it, they didn't make it up. No, that, you know, I, they didn't make I, it up. I hear you and, absolutely, yeah. And this ties into ah. what I, what I say a lot, which is, if black literature had been included, like black philosophical thought had been included in the lexicon of books people read, half of these problems could have been solved, because Frederick Douglass said it, I think, a hundred years ago, that. The problem we're going to have is the problem of the color line. If we do not deal with it, it's going to ha- something really horrible is going to happen. Basically, <clears throat> it's, um, Malcolm X. The chickens are going to come home to roost. He said a whole and lot of other stuff, but they're coming home to roost. And I'm not saying it's good. It's not a good reckoning, you know. But it's like this is what happens when you when when one large body of people decides that every single person who says wait this is racist is wrong every black person every spanish what latinx now what is the what's the pc term so i don't get canceled i have no idea right like every too white too old too stupid to keep up with with everything every every indian person every and it's all good let let people do it but i don't get mad at me for Forgetting occasionally, right. Like, <laughs> right. like you just said, right, like, exactly. I, 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 right. I don't. What is this called be, again? I don't mean to be rude. I just it's hard to keep up, you right? Know? But like when every single person of every race who isn't white has said, "Hey, wow, wait, there's some racist shit going on here," what people are saying is no. Every single person who said that is wrong. We're not racist because we've decided we're not racist. Yeah, we've we've haven't. You know, we haven't done any work about it. We haven't researched it. We haven't asked and had really honest conversations about how we feel. We've done zero work on it. But because somebody passed a couple of laws, we're now not racist. Ta-da! It's like, okay. That being said, things have gotten a lot better. You know what I mean? Right? Like, you know, like, things have gotten better. They really have. Like... Uh, except it, but what we're talking about, I think we're now at a place where we're good and evil. So we believe people are irredeemable, which gets back to cancel culture, right? See, came all the way back. Man, I'm proud Beautiful. of us. Beautiful. Well um, but I heard a story about uh, some woman, a young black woman who has a thing where she exposes racist or something. And I guess she said, this kid is about to be a freshman and here's something he posted. And it was something like, guacamole nigga penis right those three words and she said she basically i guess they call it doxed him where she basically put all his phone his phone yeah. number you put his, the phone number his, the address, email address yeah. where where he, so i was like holy shit they did that and then i heard when they meant freshmen, they meant freshmen in high school. I was like, so, and then the the, the tweet that he did was like fifty six months in high school. Well, the the tweet was fifty six months before that, so he oh, was like twelve. So when he was twelve years old, he wrote guacamole nigga penis, and he needs. I was like, okay, that's absurd, because that somehow pre like they're like, I want to expose these little racists while they're young, so we know who they are when they grow. I'm like, my God, you're acting like a twelve year old can't somehow mature and my god if you if i had twitter when i was 12 could you can you imagine if Holy I had, I, one first of all twitter's gonna get me in trouble today but <laughs> if i had it in my 20s much less when i was 12 i mean 
what 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 do scientists say? And, and if it, the the frontal cortex or your it's not fully formed until you're in your twenties. I, I mean, remember you right. You don't even have critical thinking skills until puberty. Jesus Christ! Like what? Right. Are, I mean, what you're what? just that's especially and, and 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 just uh, defending boys because that's what I am. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about women because I'm not an expert and I, I have no place to. But boys are all the way through their 20s, dumb, aggressive, horny. And, and, and people try and say that as a cop-out, like, oh, whatever. Thinking with your dick is a real thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not using it as a blanket excuse for any behavior. But I'm saying we're stupid. And we are just driven by emotions that we don't understand. And everybody thinks you're an adult in your 20s, but you're not. I didn't start to get my shit together till my 30s. And now I look back and I'm like, I'm barely an adult now. Right. But, but I get it. It's, it's, it's so to hold a 12 or a 15-year-old, and, and there can be 12 and 15-year-olds that say hateful things. I, I always talk about my stupid high school classmates a lot. And there was absolute racism. Mm-hmm. And they should have known better. But is getting back to cancel culture the way to get someone to know better, to dox them, to say this is the address go fucking throw I shit mean, at their house burn their right. house down call I them at mean, 5 a.m do whatever like yeah. is that how you bring about change or is as you right. say it's just dividing because right. once is that how you turn a kid into a racist right once you, know? you label someone racist like someone says i'm a racist what's my defense everything sounds stupid everything well i have black friends oh um i've, I've written uh, about experience oh you know like uh, I, I do a podcast with a friend and we oh like once you are labeled a racist there is no defense other than to say all right uh that's well, what you say so fuck you and go live your life or become angry here's what you but here's what you could say you could say you know, you may be right. I grew up in a system that taught me to believe certain things about myself and believe certain things about you, just like you believe certain things about yourself and believe certain things about me. And I'm doing everything I can to undo the good, undo the bad stuff and magnify the good stuff. And you just say it like that. And that's just the truth, right? Yeah. You're not, a, you're just saying, listen, I may have some preconceived notions and I work every day to, to not let those things rule my life. And just, there it is, right? Because we all have preconceived notions. Do you know what I mean? We do. And race plays a huge amount into it. You know, it really does. And this brings us to something I said, the two friends. And this goes to whatever you said that made me think of it. Nice. Well done. Um, I don't remember what you said that made me think of it. Uh, It was, it was, uh, oh, uh, black people going to a restaurant and, you know, because the the security officer that, I can't eat my egg, whatever. (laughs) Um, and so, perception. He's not so mean. It, it just takes me back to like high school. Like, okay, oh, first God. of all, fuck you for eating at McDonald's anyway. I mean, you shouldn't be eating there to begin with. So, you you got a favor because that that the, the shit that did to your liver that when you eat. So I, anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak broadly here because I'm gonna talk about a couple friends of mine and yeah. I don't want to get in trouble as if they even listen to me uh, or or anything I do or my podcast. But um, two friends, both in, in, how do, in interracial situations. My friends are hunky American males. And then they have, in their life, non-hunky American, uh, non-cracker ass. So <laughs> one of them constantly posting on Facebook about how his family is viewed and that person's racist. And, uh, you know, I went to the grocery store and they were looking at me and my family and judging me and blah, blah, blah. And I talked to my other friend about, I said, hey, you're in a similar, similar situation as a, a, a crybaby over here. What's your experience? And he looked at me and said, I, I've never had anyone look at me like that way or treat me that way. And so one guy is playing the victim. Now, it could just be different. Like, maybe my one friend is completely oblivious and people are staring at him and his family all the time and yeah, judging them and right. being racist he and he just doesn't notice. Yeah. Or maybe the other one, knowing them both, he's not, and the other one is a little inventive. But where is the blur between, you know, how much is 
you and I have said it before, there's a greater chance someone's just an asshole than an out-and-out racist. Now, they could have unconscious bias and or going back to uh, Cooper where she voted for Obama, donated to Democrats, but her first response was, call the police, there's a black guy. It's not, uh, like you say, walking around dropping the N-bomb racist, but... You know, there, it it could be out there. Who knows? Like one one guy could be oblivious. I don't think he is. The other could be completely inventing. I think he's inventing a lot or perceiving a lot. I, I don't know. <coughs> do you take everything with a grain of salt at some point, well, or do you just live life and try and do the best you can? Like you say, every day I will try and overcome my biases and yeah. I will forgive other people theirs. Yeah, I mean, right. When we have, when it, I have to do that a lot. I'll tell you another sexism story in a minute. I think when I heard about the the woman, did you say the, sexy or sexism? Sexism. Sexist. Sexy. Spinal Tap. I, everything's a reference to me. We've talked about this. I think it's very uh, sexy, and I can't do an accent. I do horrible accents. I'm shitty at accents. It's not bad. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, it's fucking an American's shitty version of whatever maybe British is. I have no clue what it is either. When, when I saw the, the security guard have her experience, I was like, God, that happens to me all the time. Like, I come home late from a gig, I'm starving, I'm like, fuck, the only thing open is fucking Taco Bell or McDonald's or Burger King or White Castle. So I pull in, <clears throat> I get something, and they say, okay, pull over there and wait a few minutes. So I'm like, oh, god damn it. I just assume it's late and they have to make my food. Literally, yeah. that's all I assume. I never assume that they're being, and I was like, and... But that's the thing. That's what, that's what it feels like to be a black person sometimes. Like, you don't know. Right, you're perfect. It's true. Like, I can walk into a place and something that appears to be racist could just be an asshole. But it's weird. The weight of just not knowing is with the, the frequency with which I have to wonder is what it is. So I guess then to go back to my two friends, apologies for interrupting. Mm-hmm. Do you have to wonder? Or could that be something you, I don't want to say let go, like, ah, oh, let go racism. Come on, live your life. Or could it be something that I'm just going to give every person the benefit of the doubt and hmm. hope for the best? Well, all right. If I am going to be perfectly honest, I suppose, right? Yeah, go ahead, because this is white guy asking, so I, yeah. I know that I'm coming from Here's a point of view thing. that has no place to speak. So, White supremacy, it doesn't just make black, white people think they're better. It makes black people think they're worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the same images have a very opposite effect on the same, on the other people, on the other Right, the creation of the other, right? And so when I walk into a place and something happens, the kind of mental gymnastics that I go through in those moments, now that could be my unique experience. I don't speak for all black people, you know? But Wait, no, why are we doing <laughs> right, this then? Exactly, right? Um, I do speak for all white people. <laughs> One Actually, guy. I consider myself more a white person spy. I'll tell you what white people are thinking so that uh, we can... Exactly. But, you know, like, that's the thing. I think that racism, the way that racism affects black people or white supremacy affects black people is it, it teaches us how to self-sabotage. It teaches us to put limits on ourselves, right? Like, if you, like the, the power of racism is like the power to define things, Right. And if you can define the thing, and then the thing will accept the definition of your your definition, that's real power. You know what I mean? And if people have defined yeah. what black people's limits were, and then for years black people kind of like this is like everything allows for that. You know what I mean? Like everything subconsciously and consciously does that. I have liberal friends who when I start to do well in life, they say negative things to me. You know, when I start to say something where I, I, I assert a little authority 
the the kind of threat that it poses is somehow greater than when I see my white friends do the same thing to them, right? No, that all, but that, but then... I was just going to suggest, because that's a comedian trait too, is you see mm -hmm. someone, an artistic person in your world do better than you, and your first thought is, fuck. Right. You know, why not me? And here's the thing. Did you say this when you draw when everybody's racist when they're driving? Yeah, but I think a lot of people have said right. it. It's not an original thought, here's, but I, I've said but, it for a million years. But here's the thing: it's not that everybody's racist when they're driving. Everybody's everything when they're driving. Everybody's equal. Well, right, but like, but if you see a woman, you won't call her oh that that asshole woman. You'll call her some other derogatory name that would make a woman go. <gasps> Right. What the fuck did you just call me? Yeah. And you see a black person, you see an Asian person, whatever it is, like that's what you say. And not, not, not everybody does that, obviously, but like, but it's not. It's like all that stuff comes out. It's not just one thing. So I think the funny thing is that like we're just fucked up creatures, right? And when it comes to race, we'll say. Well, I don't like you because you're black, but I don't like you because you're a woman. I don't like you because you're taller than me. I don't like you because you're shorter than me. I don't right like we don't like anybody. It seems. Do you I know got what I mean? really like, uh, yeah. When I lived in way, Los Angeles, you know? I got frustrated because um, I asked. I'm, I'm like, so uh, why is every every actor short? Like, why is, you know, Tom Cruise is 5'4", Ben Stiller is 5'... Everyone's tiny. Mel Gibbs, everyone is small. And I was asking them, like, why is that? And they're like, uh, eye lines. Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you don't want one person, like, looking... Down, you know, you want to imagine, like, okay, so why are you hiring 5'4 women? You're like, why don't you hire... Nor-? But every actor and actress is short. I'm like, and I couldn't get it. I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, I'm 6'2". Are you saying I'm automatically disqualified? It was like, <laughs> your heightists is what you are. <laughs> All I kept saying was eye lines. I'm like, it made me think of the movie uh, um, Tom Cruise. He uh, the site the the they, the the pre crime unit Minority Report. Minority Report. Uh, Max von Sydow is six four or six six was, and uh, there's an end scene toward the end of the movie where they're 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 staring just eye to eye and i'm like oh man did did max have to crouch down or did they get an apple box because like you had five four and at six four i mean they were just right on anyway so when you said short people hate that was that was where my mind went was i've i have been angry at uh, shorter people due well, to my height here's the you know here's the funny thing i don't know if what i said what i just said is true I do think it's funny that Tom Cruise was standing on an apple crate. That's some funny shit. Just the visual, like, like yeah. He's Tom Cruise. He probably could have made Max Vine. You got to crouch. I'm not standing on it. Right. You got to crouch. But but it's just funny that like what either way you see the camera and I could just see it panning out to show yeah. <laughs> what it really is in real life. It's just funny, you know. Just do you ever see? Visual. You can Google you. Uh, Google like pictures of actors that's like Sylvester Stallone or Robert De Niro uh shots on set of them in lifts where they show like shoes that have like women's yeah. 70s platform shoes or like the band Kiss where yeah. you know because they need to be taller for a scene yeah. but yeah they're it's it's insane they everyone in in Hollywood is diminutive that's, that's hilarious it just shows you what a good actor Liam Neeson is because he's tall and he broke through yeah but that gives me hope um <laughs> So, my, you so know, we're weird creatures. Um, our well, timers. Let me just quick check. Oh, we got, we got, we got a little time left. I just well, want to make sure that we wrap up cancel culture. Yeah. Well, here's uh, the thing. If what I said is true, and people just were naturally hateful creatures, right? Because here's the thing, right? I don't yell and scream a whole lot in my car these days at people. Largely because I've. I won't say I did a whole lot of work on myself. That just sounds ridiculous, right? But I realized in I realized ways in which my ego was legitimately fucking up my life. Like my my ego, the because sometimes playing the victim is an ego game, right? Like the victim has a lot of power somehow, right? Like as the victim, I'm allowed to interrupt you. 
and tell you how much you hurt me. And it there's a lot of power in being a victim sometimes, you know? Yeah. And then sometimes things were really legitimate and I needed to say something, you know? Right? Sometimes I was a victim, right? And sometimes I played the victim. And those instances in which I played the victim, that's just my ego trying to protect me from some part of myself I didn't want to deal with, you know? And the more I deal with the parts of myself that I don't want to deal with, the more I I have an understanding that everybody has their own journey. And so if I go somewhere and someone responds to me in some way that I used to respond to people, I'm like, oh, right, that's just because they haven't dealt with this. Or they're having a bad day. And I'll, I won't make excuses for them, but I'll definitely allow for their humanity. You know? Like, I don't think we're born good. We have this illusion that we're born good and that we get bad over time. And I think we're not born good. We're born very neutral. We're actually born really selfish and egotistical. And and babies are, are amazing, but they're also awful, egotistical crying machines, you know? And, well, and everybody knows that, you know what I mean? Babies, but kids. I read a, right, I'm not going like, to say who it was, read a book uh, from someone who said that I'm just going to start embracing my inner child i remember i used to go around trying to please everybody and please my boyfriends and please you know like and i decided you know when a child child wants something they just they just do it because they i'm like yeah that's cute and it makes for a neat sort of like shitty philosophy but when i tell my son no you can't play nintendo he throws a goddamn fit (laughs) and he has to be taught sometimes you hear no and yeah so the, the idea of of saying that people are born good. I think they're born good, but they are born selfish. Like they, yeah. it, it, I'm not saying you beat it out of them, like you will never play Nintendo, but it, there is a learning curve. And I like what you're saying is just when someone you interact with interacts in a way that you don't approve of, you just like try and understand that's where they are on their learning curve. Is that yeah. paraphrasing it okay? Yeah, right. Like, right. Like we have, the, we set up these false competitions, right? Like I'll see another Like, I had this thought, and here's the fucked up part of it. Like, Sarah Silverman said it. She said that, like, being a woman is like being an espresso machine, you know? Like, if there's a writing group and someone says, are there any women? I'm like, oh, yeah, we have one. (laughs) And there might be, like, ten guys, but one one woman. And it's true. Like, I was looking through something when, um, when we were, when Katie was up for, uh, we were up, she was up for, um... Uh, Blues Blast the uh, musical director for the Katie Henry Band, for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, katiehenrymusic.com. Um, she was up for uh, Best New Female Artist, right? And so the way you have to vote is you have to, like, vote. They, like, make you vote for everybody once you're in. Unless you're the people you want in the very first category, you want to hit skip 50 more times. You didn't mean to vote yeah. for all the artists, right? So I was like, all right, let me be real about this, right? Let me listen to some of this stuff. So one of the dudes was a black dude with dreadlocks, right? And I was like, oh, no. Like, my immediate thought was, oh, no, they've already got one. You they've got me. Yeah. Right. I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, shit. My jo- I almost right? said, was it you? <laughs> right, exactly. Were you the black guy with dreadlocks? Right. But, like, literally my first thought was, they've already got one. I guess I should do something else. And then I went, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm not a fucking espresso machine. Thank you, Sarah Silverman. Right? Thank you for the analogy. Because I'm like, I'm not a fucking espresso machine. Like, I, I refuse to believe that I can't live in a world in which there's more than one black dude with dreadlocks who plays blues rock. I refuse to believe that there can't be more than one. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would be ridiculous, right? And that's the thing. But that's what racism and sexism, that's what it does, right? You don't have to... Puts you in the box and says you cannot be what you want to be. Right, Part of it is people will say, I've already got one, Right. But the other part of it is that the people who already see one there won't try out for that position because they believe. Now, that's the stuff that I have to deal with in myself, right? That's my own, like, unlearning of things that I've been taught, right? That's my own thing, right? I can't change whether or not people are going to say, we've already got a black dude with dreadlocks, we don't need another one, right? 
Um, what's this world coming to? My God, right? Like, I can't do anything about that time, right? I can't do anything about that. That's our timer. But I can do something about my... Like, I can stop accepting other people's definition of black, right? My definition of the world that I want to envision involves a place where there can be many people who look like me playing blues rock and nobody thinks anything of it. Like, that's the world I want to live in, you know? And so that's the world I have to... I have to live into that world by treating the world like it is that and doing what I do and meeting this guy and not seeing him as my competition and maybe saying, hey, let's write a tune together. Do you know what I mean? Let's yeah. collaborate. Let's be friends, right? Like, we don't have to... We let's don't team have up. To, right, we don't have to fight each other. We can work together. And I think let's that's... Let's be Milli Vanilli. Right, and I think women are trying to do that more. Instead of walking into an office and seeing each other as competition, see each other as allies. You know, like in STEM programs and stuff, they're starting to, to like, they're... I don't they, know that they're know? starting. I think they've been doing... I, I think well, the best thing I heard was, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they said, uh, you know, how many women are on the Supreme Court or what will it take to make you happy? And she said, there won't be enough women on the Supreme Court until there are nine women on the Supreme Court. And I went... There you go. You know, like, <laughs> I liked that one. It, not the, like, uh, you know, I got, it, it, this is too far to get into, but it, not like the Clarence Thomas, which is, I got mine, I'm here, fuck the rest of you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about him to talk about him, and good, I just, what I know about him is he's a fucking douchebag, but. Yeah, well, that's his, <laughs> I've read that too. That's but, well, let's, let's start uh, yeah. doing the uh, wrap-up plugs. So did yeah. we solve cancel culture? It's, it's a. We All brought right. it on ourselves. Uh, what can we do about it? Here's what so I was think. I a good person or a bad person for not outing this racist? I think that you did the reasonable thing in not doing it. What I would love to see is I instead of people to. trying to cancel people, I'd love to see them try to have an honest dialogue, even though I know trying to do that on Facebook is ridiculous, right? Yeah. I'm aware of what I'm saying. But here's what I would love. I would, I would love for us to not think people are irredeemable. Yeah. I, because it, because as long as you think people are evil, then you then the only way to beat them is to destroy them. Do you know and that's what I mean? why like, I, still, I have people asking me. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go, continue. <clears throat> no, Go, no, finish. no, no. I just I have people asking me why I still have all, all and I say it on here all the time. They don't listen. My uh, stupid uh, high school friends on because it's like I I will hammer them. I I have at, like you've done this your whole life and you see the results. Ever feel like taking the blinders off? And I'll just keep asking because. When we don't talk politics or other things, they're good people. They just right. have flaws like all of us. <clears throat> I all mean, right. I think that's the problem is that we are, the people, everybody's suffering and everybody, people are genuinely good. And, and people and do we, believe, we try and... they believe that they're doing the right thing. Like all the, the right wing nut jobs that I think are cuckoo really believe they're doing the right thing. They believe that their way is going to solve this country's problems. Right? Like, anyway. you know, yeah. There you go. Well, I hope we solve something. I have, maybe. <laughs> we, can, we can solve uh, the COVID crisis for uh, one of us, or at least hopefully one of us, maybe both. Um, very quickly, you as a musician have been giving bass lessons. Uh, you can do oh. Zoom bass <clears throat> lessons, so I'm going to throw up antargoodwin.com. Absolutely. Anybody seeing this worldwide, if you are in England or Pakistan or Japan and you mm -hmm. want to take bass lessons antargoodwin.com uh, reach out you've got a bunch of students you still got space because yeah. you've been busy all day every day yeah yeah COVID. Okay. it's funny because when we were touring i wasn't teaching at all and then the minute i got off the road that yeah. i started picking up students i was like again, oh so. this is great but it was nice that i was able to pick up a handful of students i was like oh that was nice you know and, if, and if anybody is interested in uh, taking bass lessons antargoodwin.com yes and if you have any interest in who I am as a person, I like to write books. You can look up Nathan Timmel on Amazon, and uh, I'll just throw up a graphic of the first one I wrote about my life. I was a white knight once, and that will explain why I'm fucked in the head and think the way I do. <laughs> it does indeed. It's true. It's yeah. a pretty good insight. You're pretty so. honest in that one. <laughs> and it helps me get a couple bucks during COVID when I'm not touring. <laughs> exactly. I think I'm... I just got an email this morning that uh, my only gig in July, the other one's all canceled, and my last July gig is on the fence. So, might have a gig in October. Yeah. All right. Good luck. <laughs>
Thanks for watching. If you enjoy this, uh, share, share, share. Tell your friends to watch and listen, or if you, yeah, if you just put it in another tab and listen. Whatever you do, share it and say nice things about us, and thanks for tuning in. And Indeed. next week we will try and solve racism again. Yeah. <laughs> See ya.